Yo, 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 welcome back, baby. We here. We live. Well, not live, recording. But could be live one day. You never know. Uh, we here. We can be heroes here, baby. It's your boy, John Toronto, one of your neighborhood hosts, of course. And, of course, we have my, my little brother, my little mini-me, Matt Toronto. What's up, bro? What's going on? How's everyone doing? How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing good, bro. I'm doing good. Another episode of Falcon Winter Soldier, which we're going to get right into. And, uh, and uh, I'm excited for it. So, uh, look... I'm just saying, and I think you've made the same uh, similar point at least. So far, Falcon's kind of like over WandaVision. I think uh, a lot of people are, are liking the content and, and, and a lot of stuff that, that they have coming out for us. So initial reactions to the episode, bro. So we're obviously right now in episode, this is episode three of uh, yep. Falcon Winter six. Soldier. The, the, you know, of the six, correct? Uh, what, what was your first impressions? Yeah, I mean, um, nothing spectacular, truthfully. As much as I want to, you know, praise the episode, um, I found nothing particularly compelling overall. I thought the uh, reappearance of Zemo was arguably the best aspect, as well as this sort of uh, interesting interactions with uh, Sam and Bucky. So, um, overall, other than the ending, which definitely took me by bit of a shock uh, needless to say which we'll discuss later right um i have nothing further comment but though i will say this is arguably the weakest episode um and of course i'll clarify my thoughts once we you know get the discussion rolling along but how, how were yourself did you do you rate it as highly as the other episodes uh, you, i think i thoughts? think it was a little forced i think kind of you know as far as uh the zemo thing um it seems a little too although i like the uh, the scene of, of Sam explaining how he would help Zemo escape, but it was actually how he told Zemo to escape. <laughs> Zemo was escaping as he was telling the story, uh, right. which, you know, in, in a way, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, I, I, definitely the weaker of the two of the three so far. Um, I I almost feel like it was like the 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 before the midpoint of a movie. You know what I mean? Where where they're still kind of yeah. trying to build up upon what's gonna happen. It's yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that too. It, it almost felt like like a then and then and then and then. So it felt like a right. series of events, right? That led to what was supposed to be the premise of an entire episode. It, it, that makes sense. So I mean, there's nothing right. wrong with the type of storytelling. I think most of these Marvel series are going to suffer from that. Like, not every episode is going to read the same standards. As a previous one, right. it's, it's near impossible. I don't, I don't think you can really have that level of consistency. Right. Um, the only consistency you really have is obviously from a visuals perspective. I mean, Marvel's pouring what, like hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars into these projects to make them look as good as they do. So, well, you know, it's interesting too because um, I think it was either Feige, I don't know, Mackie might have said it as well, Anthony Mackie. Um, look at these as. as you know, for example, like Falcon Witch Soldier, a six-hour movie, right? Right. In a six-hour movie, you're not going to get non-stop glamorous content. There's going to be some convos about the plot. There's going to be some character development. There's going to be, you know, maybe this is the midpoint of that movie, or just before that midpoint, right? And yeah, that's absolutely. Kind of, that's kind of where, where I see it. Um, you know, we're so used to all of these being movies that I think a lot of people are spoiled in that sense and that, you know, the movies come quick. They're, you know, two hours, two and a half hours. You, you know, you get your your intro to the character, your your, your basic plot, and, and what's going to happen after. So uh, the series, I think, are developing. As far as I know, I think they're already talking about a season two uh, for this. So, you know, at the same time, they can't 
bring out too much, right? Like they still have to kind of pace themselves. Um, right. And, you know, I, I, I did like uh, just off face value, you know, uh, we got a little bit of like non superheroism, right? I mean, we always get super, you know, winter, the Winter Soldiers, uh, uh, super soldier strength and whatnot, but no Falcon, right. essentially no Falcon the whole time, just, just, uh, just Sam Wilson um obviously didn't have a suit or anything uh i thought that was cool you know what i mean it it was just kind of again uh last episode we talked about how they're starting to ground show more of a grounded background of the characters and and kind of build on characters we never thought we'd even want to see their backgrounds or uh you know their struggles and things like that you know a lot of the things that we focused on the main guys like you know cap and iron man um you know bucky and sam weren't weren't the centerpiece of a story yet they are now and you know i think i think they're going about it the right way where this was a little bit of a dry episode i think that's intended you know what i mean yeah um so i just want to get in something real quick and uh so this global repatriation council right you know it's this council that whoever was blipped back we're going to take care of you you're going to get a life going again um and it you know obviously at this point we see them as like the anti uh terrorist the, the opposed to i can't remember the name of the group oh my god the the flag the flag smashers the flag smashers correct we uh, so obviously you know we talked about this last episode two flag smashers are essentially a group of people that love life during the blip the five years in between uh you know where, where people disappeared um flag smashers obviously being they don't they want no borders they want no countries they want everybody is one open world and we're all together type of scenario right Hide, smashing flags like getting rid of flags getting rid of countries right um so with the grc it seems like they're the opposite you know they want to get back to what it was they want to help people get back to what it was um and, it, and you know that's the it's it's kind of interesting to see that you know john walker is associated with that too so do you think in some way this is another like hydra-esque group i mean i don't know what your thoughts are oh um i mean would they play the hydra card again is the is the question i certainly hope not at, at this point anything is possibility i mentioned the same with wandavision um <laughs> but you know i think ultimately look you know i think the grc is nothing more than just a standard government organization um i think the flag smashers it, you know sort of slowly learning about their perspective and how they have these kinds of grief, you know, kind of grievances with the way in which they're approaching human life. Um, you know, the people who had to survive throughout the five year period, possibly without family, without many resources. I mean, I would assume in the, one of the biggest misfortunes of the MCU right now is that they, they never really explored the, the consequences of the five years gap, the immediate consequences. We were given small hints, uh, you know, starting the second act of Endgame after, uh, you know, Thor slices, you know, his head straight off. Um, So what I do enjoy is that they're at least trying to explore those kinds of aspects and at least forcing us to look from a different kind of perspective, even though we know that the Flag Smashers, um, their methods are a bit unorthodox and uh, a bit terrorist-esque, as seen with uh, the way Carly Morgadow destroyed an entire building with uh hostages right. you know this is send a simple message right. um 
It's like, so, they, you know, maybe they have a, a, a means to an end, but it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Right. You know? It's, yeah, absolutely. It's, it, you know, and it's crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, like def- definitely seeing them as, as the enemy at this point, I think for me, um, they're definitely not a good group of people. Uh, totally speaking. I mean, they may have good intent in that not wanting, you know, wars again, but at the same time they're causing, in some way a, a war themselves right i mean so right. it, it kind of exactly. contradicts the whole scenario and, and what are you supposed to do like re-blip everyone i mean it's just never going to happen so um i did want to go so i, I guess I, we talked about a little bit but the, the the scene with zemo uh in prison i thought the intro to zemo was awesome um you know with with bucky going in there and him trying to say the hydra words to turn him into the soldier again like Maybe he already at this point knew that they wouldn't work. Um, there actually is also no confirmation as to whether he blipped. I I think I think Zemo didn't blip, by the way. Because if he did blip, he wouldn't be in prison still. Yeah, you know, and I I think he was in prison sure. for five years. Oh, absolutely. I and I, I think ultimately perhaps somehow, in some ways they perform, he maybe establish some kind of connection outside of prison um because right. keep you had to take into account um sort of a bit later in the episode when bucky and well technically bucky breaks zemo out of prison so they can sort of uh uncover a bit of information on how the super soldier serum is working you see uh zemo heading toward his private plane um and explaining to sam and bucky you know my family was pure royalty until you destroyed my country so right. i mean realistically speaking i would i would assume from you know a government standpoint they would freeze his accounts of all the money that his family earned over the years so you know he definitely has some kind of connections remember he's a very you know intelligent and manipulative villain as seen with civil war so there was he was a a special special agent for discovery in our army too um, I think honestly, man, like I don't maybe there's a possibility he wasn't even in prison during I mean, so I, I think he did not get blipped. I think we can all say that. Um, but maybe he escaped during the five year gap and met you know, maybe even more connections and, and got to know the people in Mandrapore, which we'll get into in a bit. Um, and then you know, found a way to reconnect to get to reconnect to the family and use the money that they have or whatever the case was. Um, his iconic mask. I mean, clearly he was a beast at hunting these people down, whoever he wanted to hunt down. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting point to bring up too. Is that it seemed as if um, Zemo knew exactly where his mask was located, as if he was sort of you know planning out in his mind in the event that I successfully escape for whatever reason, whether it's through my own means or miraculously Bucky comes in because Sam and him you know need the assistance. Right. Um, I have a feeling he sort of had a plan mapped out in the set, sort of what he wants to, wanted to, wants to accomplish. I think ultimately he has. I mean, I don't think he necessarily cared about the super soldier serum, even if it did come into fruition. I think he simply sees it as an opportunity to, you know, get something out of Sam and Bucky. We'll see sort of what his plans are later yeah. down the line. It's definitely some some little like backhanded reasonings for what he's doing. Um, he's definitely going to portray them. That's I mean, we all kind of just know that's going to happen. Um, remember, I mean, Zemo's goal is just no Avengers. He wants no superheroes. He wants, he thinks, and he's not wrong in the sense that, you know, putting 
he mentioned, you know, putting people on certain mantles or, or um, you know, kind of uh, admiring them or, or putting them on a pedestal. It causes a lot of issues in the world. You know, it's it's they have, you know, in, in this case, when it was Cap, you know, our Cap, Steve Rogers. You know, it's a threat. You guys have a super soldier on your squad. Like other countries don't like that. They don't like that you have that power, right? And I think that's kind of what he speaks to when he says he doesn't want anybody to have that power. And he, he didn't care if it was Hydra. He was ready to kill a Hydra agent. He didn't care if it was the Avengers. He was ready to put them against each other um, and, and was ready and willing to do so. So, you know, I, I were, again, he's almost similar to the Flag Smashers, right? <laughs> like he has his own means to an end. He does have a decent point but he's doing about it the wrong way and doing some terroristic things along, uh, along the way. Right. Absolutely. Um, so uh, what'd you think about the escape plan though? Like, wasn't that kind of like a neat little thing? Like Bucky was just, just made it happen. Right. And, and he, you know, I, so I just wanted your thoughts on like, what, like, is it cool to see Bucky as this guy who can actually plan things like Steve? I mean, so that, that was a big thing in one of the episodes too, is, uh, you know, Steve was always the one with a plan and knows what he's going to do next and blah, blah, blah. It seemed like Bucky is kind of doing that himself now, right? Following in his footsteps. Yeah, definitely yeah. a major uh, development for his character and sort of the exchange between him and Sam was obviously funny. Because um, I just love Sam's reaction to saying, well, one, like, how, how would you know? Like, <laughs> how, like, like, how are you that specific? Like, there's, there's, like, he was genuinely concerned for his own safety and for Bucky's safety because if Zemo exits prison, the world will be, uh, you know, the world could possibly be in danger. You know, right. not many people are aware of Zemo's capabilities as a possible antagonist. So to see him sort of take on this almost anti-hero-esque role now, um, in the sense of him wanting to help Sam and Bucky right. to destroy the super soldier serum you know it's a bit it's an interesting direction to take the character i'll admit but i think ultimately sort of what i hinted at earlier about this episode being more of a and then and then and then is that zemo had quite a bit of expository dialogue he would essentially explain everything in quite a bit of detail and sort of lead sam and bucky along the path so i, I certainly hope he's not a navigator over the course of the series and that he plays a more integral role uh, whether it means him possibly being involved with the Flaxmasters in some capacity, or, you know, perhaps him having this overarching plan that will come into fruition in a later episode is what I hope will, you know, come of his character as opposed to him feeling forced, like you said, you know, because Zemo could, could really appear at any point in the series. Right. Um, but at least they did so in a way that, you know, made sense given the circumstances that Sam and Mookie find themselves in, so... Right, right. And I do like that, you know, I mean, Zemo does have an extensive knowledge of, of Hydra. I mean, the thing is, yes, I, I, I speaking to what I asked you before, what you were hoping isn't the case. I don't think we'll ever see Hydra again. I think Hydra is not ever going to be the main villain uh, in any of these series or, or movies. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. Um, I, 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 I just think, you know, it, it made sense for Sam. It made sense for, for Bucky, right? Like they... Super Soldier Serum was used for the other Winter Soldiers, was used for Bucky himself, hasn't been used by anybody good since Cap. Um, we thought would be used good by the U.S. government, but obviously they used it to just basically torture um, Isaiah. <laughs> um, 
So, you know, it, I hope the Hydra thing is just, you know, they, they vet it. They, they use the email to find out that it's not actually Hydra and there's this whole other villain where Power Broker, Flag Smashers, somebody else running the group that's going to, you know, kind of make that happen. Uh, and as far as we know, I think they mentioned... Uh, and we're going to talk about that scene a little bit too, but uh, what there's like 20 super soldiers out there that were given serums or 20 people, yeah. probably 19 now. I think one just died. Absolutely. Um, um, and I'm kind of happy you, you brought up this point so we can kind of skip ahead um, to the scene in which sort of Bucky is having that, or I want to say having a conversation. He's interrogating the doctor, as, as you recall. Right. And he's sort of giving like various information as to what has been distributed. And obviously Carly, um, as well as her fellow uh, comrades, uh, injected themselves with the Super Soldier Serum back in Madripoor? Madripoor? Madripoor, yeah. Madripoor, Ma- yeah. Ma- Mandripoor. 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 Um, <laughs> so that was really interesting to see. I mean, I would assume there's a certain sense of almost trauma for Bucky. I mean, the fact that this serum is being released out into the world again, the least he wants is there to be another Winter Soldier situation right. where you have someone causing endless amounts of pain um, and harm towards seemingly innocent people or individuals who are simply being targeted by Hydra or another organization because, you know, perhaps they have information about them that can be leaked to the public or whatever sort of... Uh, you know, the reason he may stand for. So it's um it's interesting to see Bucky take on this this leadership role and almost take ownership for you know what's happening. And as I mentioned before, it's a it's a major step up for his character because prior to this I didn't necessarily see him um you know as the well not only as the main face of the MCU, but I never necessarily saw him as someone who could be compelling because I necessarily Marvel was interested in telling a story with the Winter Soldier or with Bucky. Right. Now we have that opportunity, and to see him, you know, working alongside Sam is is working for the best. Well, so we're almost far. seeing like a little bit of a uh, cat and mouse game between between uh, Sam and Bucky in the sense of who's going to finally take the mantle, right? It, it's it not intended by either of them, but they're both being developed in a sense that they're both getting to be maybe Cap one day, right? Like it just it seems like they're both uh, indirectly racing each other for the mantle. You know, we see Sam having his own thing, doing well with his missions. We see Bucky start, suddenly starting to try to be a leader and step up. Um, you know, I hope Sam wins this theoretical race for the mantle. Um, I want to see Sam Wilson as Cap. I do. Um, as yeah. an idolized, you know, African-American that's going to, you know, kind of take the take that role on and, and make it happen. Um, you know, as far as Mandripoor, though, so I, I did a little bit of research before you know, before we, we hopped on uh, for the pod, but it has a really, 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 I'm not, this isn't theories, because I know we promised no theories, but it does have a big connection to the X-Men, mm-hmm. as far as always being involved in the X-Men universe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> I, they, they, they're just throwing hints at us at this point and just trying to mess with us, I get it, but, I mean, come on. <laughs> like, at some point, one of these things have to make sense for the X-Men to actually be around. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the worst they can do is have a Hugh Jackman cameo, same hairstyle as Wolverine, and kind of find out his name is Mike Oxmall or something. Oh, my you God. Know, like, Jesus, imagine. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, they're, they're tossing hints. I mean, Kevin Feige even said that it was a location that they were unable to use prior to the acquisition, um, the Disney acquisition with Fox. Um, so... 
We'll see. I mean, will it play a significant role in the future? It's a possibility. You know, I, I think Marvel sort of has their plan mapped out as to what they want to accomplish, what kinds of stories they want to tell, what kind of characters they want to bring into the MCU, both, you know, for diversity and for the sake of, you know, making sure that all these characters who are being introduced are given, you know, a, a strong foundation. So audiences are familiarized with them. And then when we see them appear in other projects, such as, you know, let it be Young Avengers or, you know, this is a standard Avengers film where you have all these you know, heroes working together, um, you know, and I think Marvel's doing a, a really great job so far. Um, better than Warner Bros. Because Marvel actually has a plan. <laughs> and they know what the fans want. And right. it, no doubt about it. I mean, Kevin Feige is a fantastic producer. I mean, he's been working with Marvel since the original Iron Man. Or actually, I think prior to that, too, he worked on a few Marvel films. Right. Um, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, so we'll see. They keep tossing these X-Men hints, and it's, you know, making me they're twitch. Not, they're not doing it for no reason, man. They're, they have a plan. They know what they're doing. Um, I'm just going to keep believing in them, like you said, letting Feige uh, run this thing. Take the helm, make it happen. Um, so Sharon Carter, yeah, Sharon Carter. I mean, what's up? Like, okay, so she she didn't get blipped. She did not get blipped. Yeah. Um, she has been living in Madripoor for what seems like the entire since Civil War. Yeah. Um, or at least on the run since Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that Cap never tried to clear her name when he took over the Avengers again. <laughs> Um, I'd like some explanation as to why that wasn't the case. Uh, because he helped her. You figured once she's back as an Avenger during the blip era, he, he would help, but didn't. Um, talk about a badass. She's a badass. Like yeah. she was. She was. You know, they're over there talking to the scientists. We we'll talk about that a little more too. But you know, she she was whooping their ass. Yeah, the <laughs> I mean, assassins said, "Yeah, yeah." I was like, hard. "Okay, Sharon." Yeah, uh, for so, sure. But it was it was nice to uh to see her. I think yeah, she had you know obviously we see the scene that she walks up to the vehicle, looks like one of her associates or in the vehicle, and she says we have a problem. Um, I think she's directly involved with this in some way. Um, do we have an evil Sharon now? <laughs> I mean, is she hey. part of the Flag Smashers? Does she believe in the post blip and 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 that life? I mean, what do you think? What what's kind of the intention here with with sharon it, it's funny because uh, i was watching uh, the episode with angel of uh, order brother and like he, he asked he asked me the very similar question he's saying so do you think like you know sharon evil do you think she's going to be involved with the flag smashers or like the very similar question to you and i said honestly i don't care about a character but it's nice to have a connection to the previous marvel movies no yeah. disrespect to the actors right. and no disrespect to the screenwriters i just I wish I could give you an answer. It's a very good question. I just, I honestly do not. I I don't I don't care enough about her. And yeah. I, every time I look at her, I feel so weirded out because Steve Rogers pissed her, the niece of Peggy Carter, when he still had those kinds of feelings. Hundreds like. Uh, hundreds I mean, uh, he even married Peggy too, so it's actually super weird. <laughs> right. So, like, I I look at her because I think if I look at her in Winter Soldier, fine character who happens to have that connection with peggy very interesting and then <laughs> i see her now <laughs> you know after being this post civil war and i i literally can't shake that off my mind i feel wrong disturbed, <laughs> you know so um i guess 
seriously answered your question. We'll see. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I have. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, I mean, I just I, I liked her fight scenes. You know, they gave her a little bit of that. They're not yeah. gonna give much character development. We're not. I mean, sadly, is I guess an opinion based, right? Sadly, um, I would have liked to see a little more. I, I think they're gonna start giving, like you said. I think the goal is to give us as much as Pope Lip as as they can. Um, but there's only so much they can do within all the series and movies. Um, I think she's going to play a part of uh, the Flag Smashers. I think she's definitely re- working with them in some way. No, oh, yeah, and, possibility. You no, know, as far as the um, so I know when it comes down to the scientists. So Nagel, Doctor Nagel, right? What's his name? N A G E L. Yep, that's correct. Um, Nagel, he. So let's get let's give a breakdown of the timeline. So when he said uh, he was working with Hydra to create the super soldier serum to create more super soldiers for hydra right yep he then when hydra fell was told he didn't say this specifically but essentially told prison or work for the cia he chose the cia he then began trying to make super soldier for the cia in the middle of his development literally in the middle of a scientific developments for the serum blipped Comes back, no CIA looking for him, but the power broker gets a hold of him. Now, now I think uh, you can agree or disagree. I think the power broker and the flag smashers are two totally separate people, right? I think the power yes. broker gives the flag smasher the powers because of some deal or some expectations or something that Carly was told to do, right? Yeah, um, was... or that group, but yeah. I was kind of under the impression that the power broker is almost the antagonist to the Flag Smashers. Am I, am I correct to think so? Because I originally thought... They seem kind of scared. Heavily, yeah, because didn't they heavily imply that Carly, as well as a few of them, um, distrib- or not distributed, but acquired the Super Soldier Serum without permission from the power broker? I think the right. power broker is a separate entity who's not even aligned with the with the Flag Smashers. I think, alter- I think honestly, Sam, Sam and Bucky uh the flag smashers as well as zemo they all have this common enemy which is the power broker i think all of them are going to be phasing off against each other at some point as opposed to focusing i think that's the case i I could be wrong but i could have sworn they almost like they almost fear him so i thought he was more he or she the power broker is more on the level of a of a villain as opposed to working alongside the flag smashers unless they explicitly said um they gave the Flag Smashers a Super Soldier Stream, then I could be entirely wrong. But I don't remember them specifying that in the episode, at least. So Right, right. So, I mean, it does It does seem like um, the, the main antagonist is the Power Broker. I don't know if this Power Broker has powers himself, his or herself. Excuse me, his or herself. Um, I think we're going to find that out. But how about, you know what, I, I, I've been kind of thinking... Um, as far as we were talking about Zemo and what, what is really intended purposes in the series, right? Yeah. He's kind of like Loki to me. Like Loki throughout the MCU, right? He's the anti-hero-ish, mm-hmm. funny guy sometimes. Yeah. Always willing to kill someone. Obviously, he kills Dr. Nagel. Um, and, and I don't know if I'm okay with that. Like, 
I feel like kind of speaking to what you had mm-hmm. said, it's like Zemo had mm-hmm. a better purpose. He, a normal man, mind you. Okay, this is a guy that has no powers. To the to the point of civil war, we had no idea he even had connections or was rich or any of that stuff, right? A normal guy destroyed the Avengers. I mean, that mm-hmm. was that's what made Zemo so great. And and where I see that, you know, it's still going to be the same, right? He's not doesn't have powers, uh, you know, he, he, where he has the money now and all this stuff. He's not really depending on. It. He still uses his normal skills, it seems, and whatnot, or his connections. Um, I don't like that they're kind of turning him into like the the running joke, right? They're turning him into a super rich Loki. Yeah, and I, I'm not a huge fan. I, I think they're like they're that for, for a couple reasons. Yeah. It's like Loki was so unique in that sense, right? Like that was Loki's purpose in the MCU, and that was cool. You know, yeah, Loki, absolutely. And, and Loki the, will still be that as the main character in his own series. I think a little bit at least, right? Also, it doesn't match the tone of the series. This is more grounded. This is more uh, action packed. This is more, uh, you know at home to the cap story right it doesn't that loki stuff wasn't didn't really exist in any of the cat movies who was the running joke in any of the cat movies I, was there anybody I, like I, truly no like, I, was yeah. there a loki was there a loki though you know what i mean was there someone that was intended to be that no so it kind of mm-hmm. it kind of like discredits the tone of all the cat movies we've had so far cap content if you want to call it um, so I, I don't really know. I mean, do you, you think that's just this episode because they're just bringing him back in? They want to get people to familiarize with him again, or do you think that's going to be the long term thing with the rest? I, of the- I hope so because they can definitely take him into a very generic territory. Like I, but as I, I think he is still far better written. He, like, we, he's only been present in one episode, and he is significantly better written than Agatha uh, Harkness. Agatha Harkness. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry, is one of the worst villains in the entire MCU. And there's one reason why. The amount of exposition she uttered in the last two episodes is more exposition than I have ever heard in a two-hour Marvel movie. It was ridiculous. Like, we never knew her purpose. At least for Zemo, we have... We're fully... Most fans... uh, assuming they've lost him war, are aware of his backstory, his connection to the Avengers. And my hope is that this episode is just meant to familiarize ourselves with the character again. Um, and as he sort of adjusts to, for, for us, it's almost like we're adjusting to this new world. Um, he's sort of adjusting to the new circumstances too. So I, I, I really, really hope they at least try to find some sense of groundedness with the character and really honing on the idea that he's just a normal person. I don't really like the fact that he's potentially rich. I think that, that, that does a disservice to the character because I almost depicted it as sort of this, a standard family man, a working class family man who was dealt a major tragedy after Sokovia ended up being destroyed by the Avengers. By all and I think and that Avengers. really, that was really what it was, or maybe we're in a multiverse situation, Matt. Maybe this isn't the Zemo we knew from. Okay. Yeah. Could you imagine? Or six one six. I don't know. Uh, no, listen, yeah. <laughs> that'd be a crazy theory, but oh, oh my God. I, I think 
I don't know how. See, the thing is, we can't do backgrounds on everyone, so they're they're gonna have to just throw stuff together. And I think that's kind of what they're doing with this emo thing and him being rich. My thing is, you know, maybe there was a story of him, you know, did, uh, kind of uh, what do you call cutting himself off from the royal family. Maybe he became a soldier and was more of a grounded, you know, family man, normal, normal in a sense, right? For most of his life, but then when the blip happened, after everybody died, this, that, and the third, he just got all the money. You know, maybe there's some kind of little background to that to explain it. But it was it was so random. You know, it's like I escaped prison. It was cool. They had a little interaction. I thought, you know, it's gonna be dope. You know, blah blah. And then, yeah. boom, hey, here's my private jet. Here's my butler. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because I wouldn't think he. I I thought it would just, just kind of thrown together. You know, yeah, and I I don't like that. And they just flushed that out and said. Like, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of exposition, but I think just a single line sort of explaining, because he just said, you know, my family had royalty um, until, well, and it's just like his statement even contradicts, and it's a huge contradiction, because he said, my family had royalty until the Avengers destroyed Sokovia, is what he heavily implied. He didn't say the Avengers specifically, but we know what he's referring to. So how did he acquire the royalty again? If he's been stuck, and so assuming that after Age Ultron, right, he was probably on the streets, like planning for months upon months on end, split the Avengers or to have them kill each other, right? Right. He he had access to some kind of resources. I'm not saying he was he's not flush with cash. He has enough to he you know, he can get from location to location. Right. But 2016, he was arrested. Civil War. Presumably, he's been in jail for however long. Maybe he escaped at one point, like we mentioned previously. But let's assume that he's been in prison the entire time. How did he gain access to his wealth again? Because if he's a criminal and he has those kinds of accounts, the government will freeze, like, will literally freeze his accounts, and they would, they would literally cut off any, like, they would probably deplete his accounts. They would cut it off entirely because they do not want him to access those kinds of resources again. Because if he does plan on doing something to like destroying the UN building or wanting to purposely, you know, have the Avengers kill one another, you know, I just, I really do not like that aspect um, to his character. They can improve it. I, I just, I never envisioned him as that kind of person. No. no for me, I he mean, just seemed like a normal When we heard Zemo was coming back, you know, I honestly, I thought of this as like not necessarily Civil War to the storyline, but the sequel to cap to civil war that we saw already. Right. Yeah. I saw this as like a continuation of, of, of a great villain, arguably number two to Thanos in the MCU. I say number one, actually. I, I, I mean, personally, I, I would, I, I listen, I would never say, I would never argue against that. I would say, you know, maybe I still have Thanos above it just for, for, uh, yeah, I Thanos and Zemo, but it's kind of like, tell me Zemo in level. I, I wouldn't honestly. I want to yeah. say I want to say one. I think I'm just kind of stopping myself because Thanos, you know, killed. Half yeah, that, that's fair. <laughs> he succeeded. Zemo succeeded too. Those are two villains in the entire MCU who, who succeeded. Never did a goal. They, they got did everything they wanted to do. Um, honestly, in the end, Thanos won. I mean, the Thanos that we know destroyed the stones and they just so happened to go back in time and get another Thanos and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> it, like in the end, Thanos technically did win. You know, yeah. In the end game. And so. he died. And the best part and sort of the, 
really emphasize our point here is that Daniels died with the satisfaction knowing they were in such a depressed state, they were hopeless, and at that point in time, they could do absolutely nothing to reverse the effects of the stones. Zemo, he was he was going to commit suicide, as you remember, but Takala purposely prevented him from doing so. Right. Either way, he succeeded. He can rot in prison for the rest of his life. Even if they come back together, he still succeeded. Right. His, his, he, I think deep down, Zemo knows that they would inevitably be... I mean, if you think right. about it, arguably, yep. Zemo's the reason why Thanos succeeded as well. Which is why... Is, I was so that's that why you can argue too. to put him at number one. I mean, exactly. if not for the Avengers breakup, you argue they can probably stop him from getting one of the stones. Or maybe, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. Oh Crazy. man, I don't know. We might so, have to do. We might have to do a rankings, a villains ranking, and a hero ranking or something. Yeah, for sure. You so, know, but I, I think sort of to really encapsulate what we're saying here is, you know, we, we, we don't want it to be another Daniels situation where they bring in another Daniels, that one-dimensional Daniels who wasn't fleshed out, right. and we don't want that to be the same for Zemo. You know, he, he already has that foundation. You know, he's such a compelling character. And I just don't want Marvel, because Marvel has this tendency to do this so much. They really do. Is that they, they have a strong premise. They have the right ideas in mind, but they don't execute it properly. They ha- they literally had the foundation. Like, this is it. This so, is the foundation. So what you're telling me is you need to combine Snyder with Marvel. Because Snyder's execution is great. His, his pre-planning is horrible sometimes. I... No, I do the opposite for Snyder. I do Snyder's oh, did pre- good at pre-planning, but he's terrible at executing. executing. Okay, so everybody's Marvel just, has executing. a. <laughs> I really don't think you. I think Snyder has the vision. Like he knows how to. Con- he he can conceptualize scenes. He just okay. can't. Okay, okay, physically on the screen. Mean? That was different than what we were talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah, like he can frame a shot. Like he's you're a fantastic about, you're director. About the, the, for Marvel, when it comes to Marvel, necessarily they'll have the premise, the plan. Um, but don't know how to make that plan happen at all. Not just on screen, but at all. Snyder can't just make it happen on screen half the time. Yeah, like right, it's, right. like Mar- Marvel has the plan. It, it's just for whatever reason to execute. Like I, I'll go. I think that, like Snyder goes hand in hand. Like they both have a plan. It's just when they when they go through with it, they, I like I can definitely I can hundred percent, you know, with full confidence say this. Whatever they planned originally is not what they show on screen. It, and I'm not discrediting Marvel for that. That happens right. with pretty much every movie. Right. You go in with an original plan. You go through multiple drafts of, a, of, of the script, obviously. You, like, you need to make changes. Like, yeah, you, of course. If you don't make any changes, then that's a major concern as a screenwriter because you need to sort of, you know, learn how to adapt. You definitely need to know what's right and what's wrong, what should be kept in the series, what should be removed, um, and all that. So, you know, I, I think the show has been... I know I kind of... It's been saying this i was saying a lot of negative about the episode but i will say you know there was one sort of a good aspect what's that the wakandan (laughs) woman (laughs) sorry ah first things first on that is i want to say rest in peace chadwick boseman okay i think marvel absolutely would have put him in that exact position I think he would have popped up instead of this Wakanda character. Um, you do remember, I mean, he killed his father, right? In the MCU story, man, I think you mean it. 
uh, he killed, um, you know, obviously Zemo killed Chitaka. Ch- um, so I- I'm a little sad, you know, seeing at the end of what well, we thought would, you know, technically be a post credits, but seeing seeing uh, the Wakandan soldier spy, I think they call him spies, uh, there and, you know, had the little trinkets that track, that track Zemo, it seems. I. I'm sad. I'm sad. I think Chadwick was supposed to be in that spot. And, you know, in the end, he, he's a Wakandan enemy, so I get it. You still gotta, no matter what, they gotta bring Wakanda to be at some point, right? Black Panther 2's coming out no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, Wakanda's a very large part of the, the world now, ever since Black Panther 1, obviously. Uh, and they can't avoid Wakanda, right? So, you know, Zemo being the main villain that brought essentially Black Panther to the to the big screen for us, you got to have Wakanda involved at some point. So yeah. it's just interesting um, that that Bucky knew right away, right? He's yeah. just like yeah. he's he's the White Wolf, man. Like he just knew. He just like he probably even understood her language, Wakanda. I think he speaks. Yeah, it, so. you, you know, and I. So, I don't think King Takala or Tagon Boseman was intended to appear, and here's why. If one of this is in this particular show is any indicator of what we should expect from future series, I don't think major characters are going to be in these kinds of shows. They want it to be as self-contained as possible. And I think what they want to do is similar to like Sharon Carter, for instance. You know, Sharon Carter, I think people know Sharon Carter, but is she like, you know, recognizable to the likes of Iron Man and Captain America? Absolutely not, right? I mean, those are iconic characters within the greater context of the MCU. Right. So I think what they want to do is for bringing like the same Wakanda shoulder that we saw, uh, I think we saw her on multiple occasions. I think we saw her the reason Black Panther, obviously, was when she was introduced. I'm, I'm familiar with the actress name, unfortunately, but she does quite a good job. Um, right. She had like a few lines of dialogue in the original. I think she was in the Infinity War, maybe, for like a she was in Civil War. She's she's the one that that went up to Scarlett Johansson, or to Black Widow. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. I completely, I completely she forgot. Was, she he was like, "Oh, I love this. Well, I love to see that fight. I gotta go." <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And then um, I don't remember seeing her in Endgame, but was we'll assume three projects at the minimum. Right. I could be wrong. Right. Um, right. You know, it was it was definitely nice to see that kind of connection, right? Because, like you mentioned, uh, I think it was either the last episode or the previous episode before that um wakanda was a safe haven um you know almost a happy place for bucky so unless you want to comment further what your thoughts are about the wakanda implications i I mean i i love i love the fact that they're they're always going to be around as like his kind of like his piece you know what i mean um you know i i think i i don't want I would like them to have a decent a decent part in, in what goes on for you know what's going to happen in the series going forward. I just I find it hard to just completely not involve T'Challa. You know what I mean? I just maybe it's just a minor part they help him out with in the next episode. You know, help them get to point A to point B, or find a location, or find someone, or whatever the case is. I think there's a way uh, they're going to go about it to not have to really involve T'Challa. It just makes me sad. You know, I, I think it's just, in a way, on top of that, it's odd, right? Like, Chichaka was, was that that was 
that was T'Challa's father. Why would he not be angry that Zemo's out? You know, why would he not go to Bucky himself and say, what the hell are you doing? Like, this is the guy that killed my dad. He's supposed to be in prison. Why are you using him? Why are you helping him? Um, so, you know, we'll see how it goes. I think maybe uh, they reference him at least. I mean, I think at this point, there's no confirmation as to whether T'Challa has died in uh, the MCU. I think they're going to go a, a different way about it. I don't know how. I have no idea what the plan is for Black Panther 2, so I can't really tell you. Or the MCU as a whole when it comes to Black Panther. Yeah. Um, I, I know they're not recasting T'Challa, though. Like that, that's Very good. Yeah, Tara Wilson. Oh, you know, it's just tragic balls, man. Man, one of the most uh, versatile actors I've ever I've ever watched. I mean, yeah, all, so much of his work. Unbelievably talented. Um, yeah, it's sad, but you know, I, I I'm excited. I think the Wakanda connection is awesome. I think they're gonna find a way to, to to make it make sense. I want to see more, a little more of that the the Zemo we we grew to love in Civil War. Um, he he had a real purpose. He he completed his purpose. And maybe because he completed his purpose, they feel the need to bring him into someone else, someone else in a sense, personality-wise. Yeah, yeah. I don't see the need for that. I don't see the need for that. He's still, he's still like he should still be upset, pissed off. He, you know, these the Avengers effectively killed his family in his eyes, right? You know, he almost killed himself if not for for T'Challa. Uh, you know, I don't. I need to see more out of him. I need to see what we saw in Civil War. Um and and you know don't don't limit him. I feel like we're at this point they're limiting the actor, right? They're they're not letting him really do what he's been used to doing, uh in in the in the canon so far. So open him up. Let's see the real Zemo. And maybe we will. Maybe right now he's th- maybe this whole thing is a charade by him. Maybe he's literally doing this on purpose. Uh, and and, and the Zemo we know is going to pop up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I hope so. I, I hope so. <laughs> It could I be. Hope so. It could be all part of the part of the game. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm definitely excited. I think I think this is uh, it's going to get exciting, and uh, it's going to. I think the next three episodes are going to be in for a bang, and I think it's going to be exciting. We got yeah. uh, four, five, and six, right? And then we get the making of would be seven. Yep, that's correct. Um, and then I think there's a little bit of a break to Loki. They they delayed it. So yeah, so June. Uh, um, Bryce said is that we'll be covering Bad Batch. I know that's been confirmed for May the fourth, uh, seventy or seventy eight, uh, seventy minute premiere, and then another episode that same week on Friday, and then oh, wow. it releases at the how many point. episodes is the plan for Bad Batch? Um, I will anticipate the same uh, the same amount uh, to Clone Wars season seven. Possibly so. What, how many was there? Around 12, 12 I think. 14, so maybe like 12, yeah, 12 to 14. Okay. I, I probably extended to 16. Maybe. And those are going to be Friday releases too? Yep, that's correct. But this time around, they're doing May the 4th for the oh, 70 yeah. minute right. premiere. Right. And then the after, then that same week will be a Friday. And then afterwards, every Friday, from they put the, a lot of Friday content, it seems. They should start the next day. Oh, up. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so the, I think that's to hold us out. It might sort of, um, you know, sort of uh, can't think Cor- of the word. Correlate, yeah, that correlate with Loki, uh, depending on how many episodes there are. But you know, we'll cover both. That, that's that's right. what we do on We Can Be Heroes podcast, baby. That's that's all <laughs> we do, my man. That's all we do. Hey, so I I think I, I, one one last quick question for you. One last quick question for you. Let, let's do a prediction. All right, we'll do a little bit of prediction here. 
what do you think happens with Sam? Or I'm sorry, Walker. So Walker Cap, the new Cap. Yep. John Walker. Battlestar. Bucky. Sam. Zemo. Go one by As one. In what, when they finally. What, what do you think happens? No, Prediction-wise, is the end of the series where? What's their standings in the canon going forward? Oh sure. Um, I have a feeling the Battlestar will end up dying at some point. Um, because in the comics, John Walker, no, psychology goes nuts. Um, he definitely turns rather crazy. So, and you mentioned him. that. Not to interrupt you real quick. We yeah. got a scene with him getting really pissed off with one of the uh, the the witnesses, essentially. Oh, of the, or... um, oh my goodness, sort of the the workshop owner, if I'm not mistaken, where right. um, right. they were right, uh, right, flashbacks right. are hiding out. Yep, you're absolutely right. correct. Right. Yeah. Um, he had a. The angles and the cameras and the, and the effects, did it not seem like a little bit of delirium he was going through? Like a little frustration. bit. You know, um, frustration. Like he just kind of like had to shake himself yeah, out of it for they, a second. They could, yeah, they could absolutely be, be foreshadowing his possible oh, psychological transformation. U.S. agents coming. But as it stands, I really like him as a character. I, I hope to see him again. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I actually like him as a good character. He's not, I mean, He's not necessarily bad. He's not bad. I, I wouldn't say that. Even I, if he made, the, the, you know, yeah, he made that I think he'll investment. be bad based on based on what you said. Like with Battle, if Battlestar dies yeah. and, and other issues, maybe then he starts to turn into psychotic self. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he made a threatening message the same as Bucky. It was out of simple frustration. Right. Um, right. You know, right. we'll see if he actually acts on those words. Um, but at the same time, he simply you know wanted to establish. Not necessarily a friendship per se. He understands that the job does not entail, you know, having someone like you. Right. But working together is far easier than being separated, at least from his perspective. Um, you know, so who who knows? For all we know, John Walker could be a good guy the entire time, decide, deciding to help Sam and Bucky. Right. Um, so we shall see if they if they have any further plans for John Walker moving forward. Right. Um, but if they do want to pursue anything significant with the character. Uh, it would probably be at the final episode, and if they decide once again to do a season two, John Walker will more likely be you know the main antagonist uh, of the of that particular season. Right. Um, but anyway, sort of to go back, uh, sort of what I predict is going to happen. Um, I do not think Sam is getting the shield until episode six. Um, I think the scenes that we see in the trailer with him sort of bouncing around the shield, uh, presumably at his home. Right. Uh, I think it's honestly going to be the final episode. Um, sort of when like Sam and Bucky finally admits to themselves, like, yeah, we're you know, we're partners. We're not necessarily friends. Right. We just so happen to have, you know, a mutual friend, Steve right. Rogers. Right. But uh, you know, they definitely will develop a, a deeper respect for each other moving forward. Um, you know, Bucky will begin to accept who he is as a person and you know, at the very least try to forgive himself for all the evil he may have done all those years ago. Sam will finally become the new Captain America. And then Zemo is left up to interpretation. For all we know, that can be sort of a cliffhanger. We come to find out that Zemo does, in fact, turn turn against um, Sam and Bucky, which is more than likely a possibility. Right. Um, you know, so we'll see. post credit scene could be something related to Thunderbolts. If Zemo, if Zemo is arrested, or maybe Zemo happens to come in contact with uh, General Ross. He's like, I need to talk to you about the, about the organization. 
Thunderbolts, you know? Mm. So we'll see. Yeah. What, are, what are your thoughts? What are your... Uh... I, I honestly think I'm, I'm leaning towards... Um, I don't want to say it, but prediction-wise... Uh, one part I don't want to say, but anyway, so I think I think Walker is going to end up being, like you said, more the antagonist at some point, whether it's now or, or in the future. He's going to turn into a U.S. agent for sure. Uh, Sam will be cap. I think Bucky dies. I think Bucky dies. That's a prediction of mine. I may mm. be wrong. Um, I I have this feeling. Bold one. That he's going. Maybe not now. Maybe it is season two, but mm-hmm. he feels like. It's going to be a more of a sacrifice scenario, right? Where he wants to make amends finally in his book. He feels like the one way he can do it is to save a life, you know, by by risking his own. If so. anything, this would be like a lethal weapon situation. Lethal yeah. weapon two, where like right, uh, was right, it right. Diggs? Like, like he was shot like multiple times. I think it might be right. similar to that. Like when right. Bucky returns, Something like, to be yeah, dead. or maybe he doesn't even you know? die or doesn't doesn't actually. Die yeah, yeah, yeah. So who knows? But um, either way, I, I think I think Bucky's going to try to make his amends. So whether it's that or not is one thing. Yeah. Um, my big pre- prediction for Zemo was actually what you mentioned. I think he's going to be one of the main Thunderbolts characters for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to get a, a character or two out of Black Widow in May for Thunderbolts. Yes. I absolutely. think Zemo is going to be recruited as well. Yelena um, will be one poss. No. Will you think Yelena for Black Widow will be a Thunderbolt? Because she's apparently in. I have, in a weird, I have a weird feeling that Black Widow is not really dead. This is me, but whatever. Um, yeah. I, I just had this feeling. Back. I had this feeling that she's okay. not dead. I just have this I think feeling. She is. This is using as a platform to set up YouTube. I know. I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling. This is okay. But uh, yeah, it's, it, I think you know Zemo will be Thunderbolts for sure, and and Sam's gonna take that mantle. And then we'll obviously we'll get Tori. We talked about last episode. Tori's will be end up being Falcon. So I, I'm excited. I, I think this thing is gonna be dope. And four, five, six are going to be better, and I think they're going to do Zemo the right way, and we're going to see the things that we want to see. So yeah, uh, we are running out of a little bit of time here. So I, again, I wanted to thank everyone for hopping on in, uh, Matt, of course, for joining me as always, because you know we love to do this thing and uh, we'll keep doing it as much as we can. Got some Star Wars stuff coming up with Bad Batch. I'm excited for that as well. Absolutely, uh, Matt. Where, uh, where can they find you? As always, Matt underscore T29 over on Instagram. Uh, thank you for the support. Um, you know, definitely consider giving us uh, a subscribe, giving us a like on the video, or just taking, a, you know, maybe a few minutes out of your day just to watch the podcast. Trust me, these are over like an hour long, so we don't expect you to watch it in detail, but any kind of support helps us out. But in the meantime, we still appreciate the support you've been giving us as we started uh, over a month ago, crazily enough. It's been going by that fast. So we, we sincerely appreciate it. You know, I enjoy doing this with my brother as much as he does with me. Pause. Uh, so you know we'll uh yeah we'll, we'll keep doing it we'll keep giving you guys some content that you'll enjoy hopefully and uh yeah thanks as always and of course you can find me over at any of the social medias john underscore ots that's instagram twitter and then on facebook you'll find me as jonathan Toronto. i'll be on the facebook page for on the sidelines running that page over there we'll be on a facebook group for on the sidelines uh join talk i mean we talk about everything you can think of as, as always sports media entertainment everything you think of um hop on in definitely please 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 watch us on youtube youtube.com slash ots guys we have another fans episode coming a live music episode where two guys battle each other out representing an artist um and that's coming soon as well so again youtube.com slash ots guys subscribe 
check out our videos as much as you can watching 10 minute increments watch it for 30 seconds i don't care a view counts so hop in there and watch it uh but hey we can be heroes baby we here every week doing our thing we appreciate you we love you thank you peace guys thank you so much